Welcome back, people. It's episode 41 of the Taxi Squad podcast. Vince, we're back. How you feel? Dude, I feel great. It's a pleasure to be here yet again. You know, what is this week like a thousand in a row? Look at us go. And this on consistency, people. Um, It's raining in the shy right now, which is pretty depressing. Not going to lie. Sad. Sad. Yeah. People forget how to drive in the rain. And I know this isn't like a newfound thing. Like everybody agrees on that. But it is unbelievably bad. I was trying to drive home and no one was moving. It's like everybody's afraid to move. And then you get one guy on the shoulder going 80. So, you know, I got my my gears are grinding right now. I'm feeling hot and I'm ready to get some takes off, dude. Vince is jazzed up from traffic. I love to hear it. Well, there's two seasons in this lovely city we live in. Uh, There is summer and then there is or or, or my bad. There's winter and then there's construction. construction. And yep. seasonal depression is a real fucking thing because today this guy was about to tear somebody's head off. So this guy. I am feeling it and we are ready to rock and roll. This is going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. We're just going to be pissed at the world today. Yeah, rock on. Let's, but I mean, hey, Vince, I mean, you know, this weekend had some great games and, uh, you know, a lot of. A lot of strange wins, and and the one and and the most strange one I think <laughs> was that the Giants were up or, or down twenty points, and then they came back to win in the most incredible fashion. But I think we found out, yes, why what their secret sauces, what their secret sauces, no pun <laughs> intended. So Vince, you shared this with me earlier, yes, and I'm like, what's going on? Uh huh. So um. For the people that I haven't seen across the interwebs, uh, it looks like the Giants training staff is just, you know, diddling their willies for them in the middle of the game. Granted, you know, bad, maybe good angle for us, bad angle for them. Um, this guy goes up basically and he's like massaging this man's quad, which I assume I'm not sure I wasn't there and I wasn't looking that hard. Um and he was massaging his quad, which I'd like to think. But the angle basically covered the guy's hand. He's looking down in the quad area and giving a nice rub down in that area. Yeah. And you you let the rest of the things come it to your would, imagination. It would just, to describe this, like the player that he's giving the, the rub and to Zug to, like his coolie's <laughs> hanging out, like half his ass is hanging out. <laughs> and it's like, oh, dear God, this is a yeah. thing. This is a thing. It's Too the bad, Sean Watson you know. special. Too bad Troy Aikman didn't get his hands on this one because he loves talking about coming at the right time and all this good <laughs> shit. So him and Joe Buck would have been all over this. Shit. I mean, that's the thing. It's it's good for your. It's good to center your brain, you know. So it's nice that they hire people on the team that can help people through situations. Like I mean, the, the real question is: the Sean Watson like watching this from the couch, like, oh boy, I gotta get he's traded like, to the Giants. He's like Cleveland. <laughs> Well, I could have went to New York like, and gotten this shit. <laughs> get D ball on the line. Yeah. I mean, he's gonna have enough like Russian, you know, massage therapists, like big dudes, big hairy dudes taking care of him this year because oh. there's no way they're letting the no. letting the gal. No, here, Vince, so. we already talked about this once. It's gonna be like the weird Italian guy named Gino. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. be like, hey, Deshaun, how you doing? I'm Gino. Keep it towel on. <laughs> Keep it down a little bit. We're not doing what the Giants do. Nope. You know, I got my cousin Anthony out there. You know, he, <laughs> he might be into that shit. But we're not over here in Cleveland. We'll collect your all right? payment after you're done, all right? No yeah, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, we don't do that. Gino don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I could see it happening. I mean, they're going to do something of that nature, but you know, good for the giants for having more, um, let's say easternized medicines rather than just pumping them up with uh, painkillers there. They do things the, the natural way. way. Let's face yeah. it. I mean, they shout do the things- Dable. Shout out to D-Ball. I mean, but to, to like touch on that game, which we'll get further into the weeds. Yep. Huge win for that team. Yes, and I agree. What they're doing right now is pretty impressive to watch. It makes you feel like the Bears fucked it up again, mm-hmm. uh, which we'll also get into. Uh, but Vince, I mean, hey, what a hell of a college football weekend. You're um, telling me. You know, we got into that with Norman Nate last weekend. So happy to have the man back. Snaps to that guy. Yes. Love that guy. Uh, Thank you again, Nate. Thank you again, Nate. We love you, brother. Um, and and I mean, just the one-liners, the, the everything. But, you know, he he hit it on the head. Texas just mangled and embarrassed OU. Jesus Christ. I, and we had a text chain going on during the time. And just like the, the sadistic text we were getting from the man really just, you know, wore my heart heavy. I was hoping that there was a chance. But I'll tell you what, Ewers was there to party, and he had a party. Oh, he very much dude, did. Dude, <laughs> that kid got every blowy in South Texas. Yeah, he got, the, he got the New York Giants special. <laughs> I mean, he, he did get a New York Giants special. Yes. So we asked Nate what his final score was going to be for this game, and he said 113-0 short horns. Wasn't too far. He called them short horns, which I thought was the best thing. And then he said, Brian Kelly is Joe Biden's son, which I thought was the greatest thing. It's uh, like, where does he get these things? I don't know. And then he said, Boomer Sooner, I'm jacked for the game. And then he goes, fuck me in the mouth. So with all of that, just who gave this man a prettier tongue than a $20 whore. I have no idea. <laughs> this man just is mm, golden. So yeah. Nathan, we thank you for everything. Uh, and call I'm it sorry out. about that loss though. Jeez. We are all God. It was terrible to watch. It was 28 to zero at half. I was like, I'm going to turn it off. I turned it back on and ended up 49 to zero. There was no um, competition at all. Literally the whole time. The coolest thing about it, honestly, was the fact that the Cotton Bowl was just full of different colored, you know, team supporters, fans and all of those. And other than that, it was just an absolute routing. He hit it on the head. Just a group of sisters uh, in in Oklahoma (laughs) right now. And I I am so like, I thought they were at least going to score a touchdown. Yeah. A touchdown. The goose egg is a bad look. There's no doubt about it. I thought the over was for sure going to hit at 65. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, OU scores at least two touchdowns in garbage time. And both teams got to score to hit the over. That's what I've learned in my life. Yeah, that's – yeah, usually. <laughs> but Quinn – I mean, God, does Quinn Ewers look like the next big thing? He looks better you. than any quarterback in college football right now. Uh, yeah, I mean, maybe if you want to take CJ Stroud out of it, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't even necessarily, he might be better than him too. I mean, from what we've seen from him, it just seems like he's comfortable there and he's taking a team that, I mean, the Longhorns aren't the best team in the world, but they're, they're pretty good this year. And I'm not going to deny that. Um, and I think he also knows that he's kind of playing for his legacy here because he does have the, the new guy coming in next year. So I think honestly, Seeing him play like that with the confidence in the Cotton Bowl against the Sooners, there was, you know, there wasn't a lick of lack of confidence going on during that game. No, the kid's a stud. He's been told he's a stud forever. He literally yeah. paid a million dollars to do nothing yep. at Ohio State, uh, literally at 17 years old. So, Vince, let me ask you this. If someone gave you a million dollars at 17 years old, yeah. I, what, what, what would you do? 
Something very inappropriate, probably, and I'll probably get arrested or something. I don't even yeah, know. I would have been terrible. I wouldn't have been smart with that. I probably would have went somewhere and tried spending it all at one time and then getting like robbed. <laughs> so there you go. There's your answer. A hundred percent. But I mean, hey, it was a big weekend for college football, big rivalries. Um, yep. First game, though, I mean, that that was just a route. But the game that I was most interested to watch all weekend mm-hmm. was the Catholics versus the Mormons, which we was were discussing. It? And yep. we, you even agreed that your Catholics were going to get rolled. I thought and- they were going to lose. I very clearly said that I didn't think they were going to lose by as much as you guys were saying, I thought it was going to be a close game. Well, let me tell you, Mike, it was a close game. <laughs> I was like, how is this happening right now? And then for a second, it looked like BYU was going to be coming back. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, Notre Dame took care of business in the first half, and then it was just like, all right, hold on to this shit for the rest of the game, really. I mean, their defense looked great, and mm-hmm. BYU's defense had no answer for this Michael Mayer kid. Which is hilarious. Holy <laughs> shit, he looks like baby Gronk. Right. He's a he big boy a unit. I think he caught like three touchdown passes in total for the game. Like he had a Kelsey of a night. Yeah. Uh, I mean, shit it, like Notre Dame is tight end university. Number two after Iowa. Like you're, if you're looking yeah. for tight ends, Notre Dame might be the best place to go to it. Can I give a shout out to the man drew pine? Cause last time we talked about drew pine on this podcast, it wasn't very, um, positive overall. I'd say, uh, Obviously, they've had a couple weeks off here, as the Notre Dame Fighting Irish tend to have every year. Um, he came back and had a beautiful game, honestly. And BYU, like, nothing to, like, bat an eye at. They were 4-1 coming into this week. And Drew Pine comes in here and takes care of business. And the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are officially above the 500 bubble. So remember that as well. Yeah, I'm not like, I mean, it's going to be interesting to see what happens against Stanford this weekend. Because no, probably Stanford, nothing good. <laughs> Stanford's a group of sisters, though, as Norman would call them. Yeah. Which is like my newest term that I'm going to definitely steal. <laughs> just uh, overuse the shit out of it. group of sisters. <laughs> I mean, for real, though, I mean, Stanford's nothing impressive. Yeah. Uh, I, I do feel as if Notre Dame, though, needed that win. They did. If, if they lose that game, that is something that I don't think they recovered from. Yeah, if you walk into Stanford with a two and three record right now, you're feeling a lot different than oh, a three that and two. Game, that game's in South Bend, buddy. The game's in South oh, Bend. Oh, well, I guess I use the wrong wrong use of term, excuse me. If you play Stanford going two and three, first off, uh, to your point, home fans aren't very happy. Marcus Freeman's on the hypothetical hot seat. He wouldn't actually get fired, but it's it, in a situation where it's like, okay, is this guy ever going to turn it around? It, there's there's a level of Notre Dame fans where it's like, okay, you are a good enough, serviceable enough program where we can run through the year, but it gets pretty hasty after a while if you guys are ending up. Notre Dame can't end up under 500, or that's just not a good look. So the fact that they are now sitting here 3-2 and two with what I see as a chance redeeming through the schedule, they're going to have two ranked games and three rank games, I guess. And starting off with Stanford here, it's going to be good. Take care of business. And then they can move on to those Syracuse's Clemson's USC's and those guys. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, then that'll be a shit show in itself, but yeah, it's going to take a <laughs> while for this team to get back to any sort of relevancy or competing yeah. for a national championship. Maybe when the playoffs expand to 12, but even then it's going to be a long stretch. So yep. let's talk about a team right now though. That is absolutely rolling. Tennessee just looks like they can't be touched. And I love this team. Gonna, yeah, those jerseys are so fucking dope that they rocked. I mean, and just so, so cool. 
I mean, I said it last week. I and there might have been something to it with um, the fact that they were playing in Death Valley and it was it was noon rather than seven p.m. Um, I did hear this one thing, which is pretty funny. It was that uh, you know I'm I'm not sure how closely you watched it, but the dropped um, kick return, punt return, whatever, maybe um, close to the Tennessee uh, sideline. It was dropped by the LSU football player. There's people out there saying that people that Tennessee ran an EMP charge and basically like shocked the guy. So he dropped it. I don't know. It was more than one play that it actually happened. Tennessee's absolutely on a tear and I am here for it. Well, they just look like they can't be beaten talking about, you know, the biggest litmus test is going to be coming up this week. It's, yeah. um, so, I mean, Norman, they call it that, you know, it was going to just be a shit trail. Brian well, Kelly. we talked about it and we were like, it might be close. And I was like, I don't really know. And the fact that it wasn't close at all the entire time, it was just like, I, dude, hand and hooker is so freaking good. dude. Oh my God. I love this Kids guy. Beast. Kids beast. He is. Yeah. He might be the second best quarterback in the SEC right now. Could be. That's a true statement. Yep. Now, I guess the real question is, is okay, Marcus Freeman, potential hot seat. But yeah. who's on a hotter seat? Brian Kelly or Marcus Freeman? Brian Kelly. Marcus 100%. Freeman didn't, I mean, because Marcus Freeman, too, like he's not really on the hot seat. They're going to keep him at least for a couple of years. But Brian Kelly, the expectation is come in here and change the program. LSU is playing so defeated, it feels like. Like watching that game, too, is like, there was no spark. There was no heat going on. And you're in Baton Rouge, man. Like, they're here to play football. They're expecting good football coming out of them. And it, I don't know. They they do this every couple of years where it's just like they have a good year. And then they just shit the bed for a couple of years. And I don't think Brian Kelly's going to be the answer for this team, dude. I got to say. Yeah, they, they don't seem to be that that that, that team. And and the, the, the leash you have in the SEC is, like, this long. Yeah. Like, they got rid of Lane Kiffin at Tennessee and, like, a season. Well, Lane Kiffin kind of got rid of himself at the end of the yeah, day. He, he kind of just left. Yeah, <laughs> he, I don't blame him. Yeah, I'm just saying though. At the end of the day, it definitely feels as if it's something where that leash is going to be incredibly short. I mean, mm-hmm. let's face it: you fired fucking Eddie O in six yeah. seasons after you, winning you, a championship. <laughs> after winning a national championship, granted, Joe Burrow and uh, I mean, just that whole. It might have helped, yeah. Special. (laughs) Might have helped a little bit. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, Jamar Chase. I mean, talent pool is insane. It's an NFL Pro Bowl team. Let's be honest. Pretty much. I mean, at this stage of the game, yeah, yeah. And and, I mean, no, he wasn't on that team. No, Jamal Adams was not on that team. I am. No, he wasn't. A couple years before. Yeah, year or two before. But still, insane. So this week, Tennessee has Alabama, and Alabama almost lost that game against. Texas A&M, which yes. it was like close. And I mean, is Bryce Young really the difference in this team winning a national championship? And it kind of goes to show you. Yeah, I mean, there's there is fuel in this matchup, too, which sometimes can add a little bit of fire under a Texas A&M team that is, it just isn't the same. It's pretty obvious that it isn't the same. Um <clears throat> Coming into playing Alabama, the whole offseason things with the whole, you know, Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban situation, that's obviously going to, you know, turn some tides, get some people pissed off, whatever it may be. The fact that they scored 24 points, not really great coming from the number three team. Also, you know, Jalen Jalen Milrow just isn't Price Young. <laughs> it's just so obvious watching him play a game. I wouldn't say he's there yet. I mean, he's, he's just not, he just isn't there right now. 
That's what I'm saying. He's like he, super he, green. He could be good. Like he probably will be good. Oh, but he's, he's not Bryce good. Young right now. He just isn't. <laughs> he needs some time. He needs a little time to mature, become a better yeah. thrower of the football. Um, and and you know it, it's definitely something where God, I mean, the lights are the brightest. You're playing Texas A and M. It's a rivalry game at home too. When you're at home, yeah. that's so, a lot. That's yeah. a lot. So chances are, I'm assuming Bryce Young is going to be back this week. Yeah, yeah, Nick Saban said he's hopeful. Um, but the thing is, is he's just hopeful. So it's not a for sure that he's going to be back. I doubt he's even practicing right now. And this is like, I don't, I really, I mean, I hope they do because I don't care for Alabama much, but they can't under underestimate this matchup. And I don't think they're going to be because you're, if you're sitting here at two undefeateds and they're playing Tennessee, like Tennessee's going to get up to try to beat Alabama because the last time they beat Alabama, a man named Arian Foster was a running back for Tennessee. So he's already retired out of the NFL. Let's get it. Hey, he has a rap Tennessee career team. now. He, he does. And he's a podcaster. Now. He's on the team. Look at this guy. He's a Swiss Army <laughs> knife. Look at this guy. But definitely some big matchups to look forward to on that topic this week. We got Penn State, Michigan, Big Penn State or Big Big Ten matchup. Big Ten. I, can yep. sp- I can speak words. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Michigan almost lost to Indiana. It was like a yeah. close game until the fourth quarter. And then Michigan stepped away. But I mean, they looked like, huh, for, for a little bit there in the first three quarters. Yeah. You know, like Michigan needs to wake up. And Harbaugh seems to do that like once a year where it's a game you feel as if they should smoke them, but that doesn't happen. I think so, that I think that's like um and that's one of the fun things about college football too is like every team kind of has one of those every year. And it this is kind of the week where it's it happens to a couple teams where they don't end up pulling in at the end of the game and then they end up having that one loss that taints their thing for the rest of the game or for the rest of the year the thing with michigan though is if you drop one against indiana and i'm not gonna act like it was that close it was close until the end of it it was 10 to 17 until the fourth quarter and the michigan took over but they're six and oh playing a three at that point three and two hoosiers team if you lose that that's a horrible look on your team especially going in six and oh right now oh yeah Definitely a terrible look, but Michigan Penn State. This is going to be a big Big Ten matchup. I look forward to that. That's a hell of a game. And then yeah. we got Oklahoma State TCU, big Big Twelve matchup. Yep. Uh, Oklahoma State almost dropped one to Texas Tech at home, which was not very pokey of them. Mm-hmm. Although once again, <laughs> turned it out at the end there. Uh, TCU is going to be pissed because they got smoked last weekend. Yeah. Um, and yeah, definitely going to be something to pay attention to. This might now, be the game... week of Matt of, of upsets. I'm just saying there might be a couple upsets this week coming up. Speaking of upsets, uh, yes. UCLA, uh, is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that is something to definitely pay attention to, uh, top rated offense in the country smokes, Utah, uh, beat them 41 to 28 or 24, just molly whopped him. Uh, I mean, yeah, but isn't that like, I mean, they won by 10. And they're 11 in the nation. Oh, okay. But, like, isn't that just the most Pac-12 shit you ever heard in your life? Where it's just, like, absolutely phenomenal shit. offense. And then you're like, all right, well, what are we what are we doing here with this defense? I What I'm scared about, honestly, for them is, like, you know, granted, Utah's a really good team. But, I mean, they're playing Oregon next week, or this week, rather. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I necessarily see them winning here because if it's just going to be a shootout, it might be a, it might be a one two whoever gets the ball last situation. Well, I will say this: it's definitely going to play the over. Um, yeah, no doubt about it. I will it. just say this: that UCLA is absolutely rolling right now, and that offensive talent looks to be skips some of his best. 
Yeah. Um, so pay attention to it because that's it's very be... easy to forget that he's on that team or that he's the coach of that team as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's skip. And right. not only that, but they're going to the big 10 with USC here mm-hmm. in the next few years. I mean, it's going to be electric. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Trojans, uh, Trojans are, are just looking hella good right now, but I'm pretty scared of this game right now. And I'm not even going to touch it from a gambling perspective because I honestly don't know. You already uh, have buy-in. You don't need to bet on it too. That's kind of how I feel sometimes about my teams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> if I'm already a, nervous about it, point. I'm not putting money down. on it. Yeah. I, I'm not touching this with a 10 foot pole, maybe the over just for the two offenses that play uh, a high octane uh, style of play and move the ball. Shit, man. Yeah, that's Pac-12, just run and gun it. Uh, but this is going to be a game. USC goes to Utah. Utah's pretty pissed after losing to UCLA. Which and is scoring a shit ton, honestly. Yeah, and this is going to be a game to watch. So, Vince, I know that USC isn't your favorite, but if you had to pick one. I don't dislike USC. I just th- I just like hating on it because you bet against the Catholics this week. Also, you kind of just breezed by that, but I just want to let people know that Mike lost What's- because he guys um usc is gonna win this game i think i mean it's just gonna be who plays better defense i think usc is just a better team i guess we'll see what happens out of it i mean lincoln riley doesn't necessarily bring the best defense to the party in the world so alex grinch does yeah that's what i'm saying so we'll we'll see what happens here but i'll i'll you know utah might will lose two in a row here just in a bad situation schedule wise that's really what all it is yeah, I agree. This is going to be two games for them. That's going to be pretty crazy. So I'm all about scoring, though. So if you had a bet, and I'm not sure what that line is yet, but look at the over. But I would assume it's like 68 right now. This is <laughs> how they still list. might beat it. <laughs> Washington ass. They lost to ASU, and yeah. ASU is trash right now. Mm-hmm. So the fact that ASU pulled out a big statement game like that, go Sun Devils. I mean, that's <laughs> sick. How does Big Daddy Herm feeling right now? Herm's probably just like, well, I got blasted by my, my, by own, my, team. my <laughs> own team. So he's probably like, oh, fuck those guys. Yeah. True. Actually, true. Um, no doubt about it. Yeah, no. But we got a big docket of college football coming back, and we will yes. have Norman Nate uh, closer to, to playoff time. Better Definitely believe it. Forward to that. Um, so, Vince, it is one of your favorite segments mm-hmm. in the year. Yeah. Uh, Vince has an NBA segment again. And NBA's usually back, this baby. is like Mike sit and listen period for the NBA <laughs> talk because he doesn't get quite into it. I looked at my fiance the other night. I was like, fucking basketball's back on already. Don, baby. Basketball's back. Like, Jesus. All right. Basketball's back. So Vince, what yes. do you got to say? Um, NBA basketball's back, people. The preseason started. It's like it feels too early. The regular season of NBA doesn't really matter all that much. I love watching it because I like to see you guys get up and get going. Um, Season starts October 18th, so if you're looking at it, you got about a week. Today's Tuesday, the 11th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, it is. So you got about a week right now where you can sit back and wait. I, My problem with all this stuff right now is I don't really know how to feel about the Bulls, and I don't think they did a lot over the offseason to help them. Lonzo Ball's not coming back for at least a little bit. He seems pretty broken, so I'll be watching it. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited to see how these new Timberwolves end up working out with the Rudy Gobert edition that they did this offseason. And then I'm excited to see the Lakers kind of just suck again. It'll be really nice. Yeah, when the Lakers suck, it's really a, a nice thing for basketball. I agree. I, and, and there's a lot of people wouldn't agree, James. but I agree. Who wants to see that guy succeed? Not I mean, me. Not, not Tom Brady and, and the Bulls. 
Bulls, <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not into it this year. Um we'll see. Oh, you will it's be. I'm forcing it on you. I'm force feeding it's it. Another, it's another hey, if I become as into Bulls basketball as Vince has become into college football, that's gonna be <laughs> a sweet day in the world. Because oh, that's true. I have I have uh, flipped this guy from not knowing shit about the CFB to now he's like in it and he gets it. So um, yeah, that year might come. This might, this might be my year. This might be my year. You know, time will tell time will tell. Uh, You know what they say? A rising tide lifts all boats. So, you know, you write, you raise my college football knowledge and then I'll raise your NBA knowledge. You know, Vince, you raise me up so I can stand on mountains. Anyways, Shout out to Groban. Uh, <laughs> that was the first Groban reference of Watch this podcast. And I feel like Watch that's for, a shame. Watch out for Groban. <laughs> we love Joshy Groves. Um, but the thing that I really wanted yeah, to get yeah. to here, Mike, is the punch heard around the world, which I actually broke to you and surprised the shit out of me. Draymond Green punched the shit out of Jordan Poole in Dog. practice. Um a lot of people have seen the video. A lot of people have gotten their takes off on it. Basically, what ended up happening, what they say at least. So, supposedly, Jordan Poole is in a looming contract talk. It's when they talk about it. They're saying Jordan Poole's trying to get an extension with the team, whatever it may be. And it's quote-unquote affecting his practice. Um, Draymond Green doesn't like that. He's a team guy, whatever it may be. A lot of pe- a lot of, like, you know people talking about if he wants to go to the Lakers play with Braun since he's a, you know, a podcaster boy now, um, whatever it may be, might want to go to LA. He basically whopped him. <laughs> it was like Jordan Poole punched him and Draymond Green went super Saiyan right into his face. Couldn't have felt yeah. good. Look he's at the video, like, like Draymond gets in his face because something must've been going on. And Draymond's yeah. like, yo dude, shut the fuck up. And then Poole pushes him. And then, Draymond just straight up Superman to hoe. Yeah. Like just came up full blown UFC style, punched him square in the face. And that was impressive. Don't fuck around with Draymond Green is the moral to the story. Cause that guy, what I kind of like about it too is like anybody that watches enough basketball knows it's all petty, stupid fights. Someone pushes each other and then it's like, hey, what are you going to do? It's like no one's going to do shit. I think that's what Jordan Poole thought was going to happen. And he was sadly mistaken because Draymond Green's like, I'm ready to fuck around today. You fucked around and you found out. That's really all it is at the end of the day. One of two things are going to happen. They're probably either going to trade Jordan Poole or re-sign him. And then these two are going to kiss and make up and figure it out. Because, you know, Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan got in a full-blown fist fight. Yep. So, you know, that's I don't think it was over the same thing, but (laughs) let's be honest. No, no, back then it probably wasn't, but. Still got in a fist fight. I mean, as teammates, you you can't fight. It's just like any relationship. And he said so. it was all love after it, and they're all talking about like yeah, they'll be fine. They're the they're the actually the point too that I want to make is it's so hilarious that the two biggest storylines coming out of the off season right now for the NBA, um, <clears throat> outside of obviously like player additions and all that, is the two like NBA finals teams are both under some turmoil currently with the Ime Odoka situation as well as the Draymond Green situation. So the drama never stops. This league, man, this league. This league is a giant bitch league. I've always said it. We'll always <laughs> continue to say it. It's like a reality TV show of a sports league. But he actually punched not- him. 
It's not even real. I know. It's like he actually did it. I know. And Kim Kardashian slapped her one of her sisters before, too. So, you know, that's a fucking thing. I'm just saying. It's just like the biggest bitch league, you know, National Bitch Association is what they, what they should absolutely call it. That's it's just I... a giant. <laughs> Mine is Draymond. Draymond's a dog. He's okay. Yeah, I guess so. Because <laughs> Draymond's always just low-key, just. Yeah, I mean, he, well, it's funny he, too because Kareem Abdul-Jabbar came out and he was like, "Oh, you can't be doing that and all that shit." And there's just video on video Kareem Abdul-Jabbar just throwing hands in the seventies, and you're like, "Okay, dude." <laughs> yeah, none of those guys have any room to talk. No, like zero. Charles Barkley, none of them, none of them, none, none of them. Kobe used no to. I'm watching this Redeem Team right now, which is actually yeah, how is it? Fascinating. No spoilers, but how is it? Hey, they, really here's great. a spoiler: they won. <laughs> Yeah, lived it. Anyway, uh, to all of our 10-year-old listeners, sorry. Anyways, anyways, um, what I will say, though, is that is something that is impressive when they talk about Kobe. And the story goes as this. uh, Spain and USA is playing. Paul Gasol's on Spain. Uh, Kobe basically tells his team, I'm running right through Paul's chest. First play, too. First play knocks this motherfucker over, and they're like, "Yeah, because they were all like, this is bullshit. It. He's not going to do it. He's on his team. They won a championship together, whatever. Nope. Maybe right through him. Kobe had that <laughs> dog, you know. And I'll say yeah. this: the world has been uh, quite a shittier place since Kobe's gone. We all should have known. We all should have known when Kobe died that that year was just going to be absolute dog shit because that's how that year started. It's it just vengeance, like, vengeance on the world for taking him out of it, honestly. honestly <laughs> He's sitting up there honestly, just like, fuck these guys. <laughs> God was like, listen, I'm taking Kobe, and here's a virus, so fuck Kobe's off. Kobe's like, I'm me. taking you all <laughs> with me. Kobe's like, this is going <laughs> to suck, guys. This is going <laughs> to suck. No, I mean, Kobe sorely missed. Just There's days I, don't, I forget that that guy's not around anymore, but he yeah. was just a legend in his time, and uh, it, it always number top top two in my book but eh, can't agree but as far as like his his ability and all that shit like he's obviously a top five player of all time there's no arguing that for me so yeah Yeah. that's that's kobe bryant doesn't deserve to be anywhere in the top three so he's he's second i'm sorry (laughs) no he's not Yes, he he can jump in the lake, if, uh, maybe in Cleveland. Hey, All but right, the good Vince. thing is, is we don't have to talk about it anymore because we got the NFL, Mike. The NFL is Mike's week. Holy <laughs> shit. Happy, We've been happy waiting Mike for week. It. <laughs> happy Mike week, everybody. I'm fucking back. I told everybody it would happen, and I actually did it, and Vince counted it correctly this time. I double-checked this time. Up. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, You're Vince. welcome. AI Thank you very much. Perfect. AI isn't perfect, but you know, I go, I go 12 and four this week. If I was a betting man, you'd probably listen to this guy this week, but I, I mean, won 11 and five. So, you know, nothing to bat an eye at, but I did lose. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, no, it happens. It absolutely mm-hmm. happens. Yeah. I you bet know, you know but... that. <laughs> Shut up, Vince. Let's get to, let's get to it. The first game of the week. <laughs> Fucking Colts at the shit Broncos. Bowl. Oh, it Lord. was the worst toilet bowl. Of let's ride, I've ever heard, seen Dude, in my life. Miserable. When when is it gonna turn on the entire like world? This whole Russell Wilson shit. He finished off his post game press conference after scoring zero touchdowns, two interceptions, basically a fifty percent clip for completions in general. They were bad. The Colts were bad. The Colts were just less bad. He finishes his press conference and says. Broncos country. Broncos country. Let's ride. He walks away. It's like, dude, walked away. Have some, goes, let's ride. Have some self-awareness, dude. What are you doing? Like the whole entire like 
state of Colorado is like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, 100%. I, I just believe that, yeah, the Broncos are it's going to be bad. Dude, they they're way worse than you thought, Williams. right? I mean, he's just apparent reads missed, just like KJ Hamler was wide open right. in the flat, and he bad. missed him. It was terrible. And it was the worst football game I think I've ever seen in my life. Like, I caught the some of the second half at a local watering hole. And it was just like, okay, I would much prefer to watch a high school football game. Yeah, you texted me and you're like, this game's atrocious. And I was like, I already turned it off. <laughs> I'm already sick of this Ooh, like, shit. Who cared so at bad. that point? Yeah. Like, I, like I, I knew right after Naheem Hines, because he was on my fantasy team, and for whatever reason this year, they got the fucking yips. Yep. Monte Williams goes down this week. I mean, Penny goes down. And then I had I had Naheem Hines in because I was like, you know, he could have a pretty big day. Yeah, because Taylor and, was out uh, too and concussed first like quarter. Yep. So seven field again. goals in this game. That was the scoring. Twelve to nine. Seven field goals combined and between the imagine two. Imagine having one of those kickers. And the argument is, is that this might be a matchup of two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Is it actually true? I don't know. But people will be voting for both of these guys. Seven field goals, not a touchdown in sight. When you look at that, like, bill of goods that the right. Seahawks got in return for Russell yeah. Wilson, did they, did they win that trade? Right now, fuck yeah, they did. Oh, my God, yes, they Gino did. Smith they got that contract. Top six in the league do. in numbers. Of course, yeah. QBs. It's Dude, he made some elite no. throws this week elite. and we'll talk about it but elite to to not to not quote cap on local news radio i believe mitch <laughs> trubisky is elite okay yeah, moving like on dumbass. uh <laughs> speaking of a potential Best mitch trubisky like talent uh giants and packers this game was like i i, awesome. I kept receiving text messages from vincent sunday morning like are you watching this and I was yeah like, mike mike lo- mike's a little hang hungover cat on Sunday morning, oh. and I'm texting him Last at like 8 30. I'm house. like, Cheerio, cheerio, mate. <laughs> like, good morning. Like, I'm watching from London. <laughs> too early for this one. Too early for this cake. I'm too drunk for this chicken. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. But the whole grand scheme of this whole entire thing is the New York Giants came to play in the second half, and I thought it was kind of over once it was 20 to 10. I was like, all right, like. Packers are going to do what they back do. Aaron back. Jones, Aaron Jones is having a wonderful game, and they just completely said, hey, let's screw the run game. We don't have two really good running backs on our team. Let's just keep throwing the ball. Rodgers obviously doesn't like his receivers all that much. He's just going to Randall Cobb over and over again. It's like him and Lazard are the only two guys that he trusts, and now we're sitting at a point where it's like, are the Giants good? Because mm. I think they might be. I think it was a deficiency in play calling because the Packers refused to run the ball in the second half. Looking Why? At all the highlights. I don't know. You have AJ Dillon. Like if you have a 20 to nothing lead, just yeah. run the ball as much as possible. They were both averaging five yards plus on the game. It's like, what are you doing? Every time it's you run it, it's poor, working. It's just piss poor play calling. You know, it's too many handsomes on one team for their own good. And there's a little too much blind trust in Aaron Rodgers over there. Was it a lot of option plays? I don't know, man. I, I just or not option. Can't. Excuse me. Was he just audibling at the line? Was my more my thought. No, I just feel like they give him total control of that offense when they kind of need to pull back the reins a little bit and say, "Yeah, let's just play fucking football and run the clock out because we're up by three touchdowns in the second half." I mean, literally, if you did nothing but run the ball in the second half and kill clock, like 
you would have won the game. Yeah, I know because they were just it was it was so funny. And by the time the end of the game was coming out, I was just I was audibly by myself being like, no way like this. There's no way this is happening. Giants running Wildcat. Dable's like, let's bring the Wildcat back. Saquon Barkley looking elite. And he this wasn't his best game either, but like he just has a way to find the touchdown. He has his like, you know, quick cutbacks. He's so fast and then he can just stop on a dime. It's like this guy understands it. Daniel Jones looks really good. I mean, he's not going to be an amazing quarterback, but he was serviceable enough where the rest of his team could eat when he was doing it. I'm not saying that they're a Super Bowl team or anything of that nature, but let's be honest, they're four and one right now and everybody else in the NFC East is the same way except for the Eagles, who's six and oh. Besides the commanders, the commies suck. Well, yeah, the the, the Commodores are not very good. No. But I will say that, you know, Danny Dimes might just be serviceable enough to get him through. And I think that we can't overreact to this quite yet. Just due to the okay. fact that it's still really early. We're going into week six, but I love to buy in. I love I'm not buying it. I'm not buying the bill of goods quite yet. Um, Speaking of buying a bill of goods, though, Vince thought that the Lions were going to go into Foxborough. I thought there was a chance. (laughs) We had this conversation. I was they were the best offense in the league Uh until this week. And then Bill Belichick and they didn't score a fucking point and zappy. Is Zappy Tom Brady 2.0? I'm saying. I'm saying. So, like, okay. I don't think Max first Jones off, job. first off, the New England Patriots and the Detroit Lions had a tied record coming into this game. It's not like Bill Belichick's been a world eater this year. So I thought, hey, there's a chance. Jared Goff did not look good this game. I think that Belichick just understands what Jared Goff is and takes care of it so easily because of that whole Super Bowl situation a couple of years ago. They're Bailey Zappi, he wasn't incredible, but he was good enough. Like he was like when he needed to throw the ball, he threw the ball and he made completions. He made one interception. You know what he looked like? You want to know what's what he looked that? like? What's that? He looked like a young Thomas Edward fucking Brady. We'll see what happens. And I don't think I wouldn't saying. necessarily agree. The whole stature thing is a little bit different, but well, he's shorter. Hey, don't yeah. hang on the short Kings. Yeah. But when you got but, Ramondre Stevenson running the ball, like an absolute yeah. fucking unit. Absolutely incredible. I mean, that entire just game. An absolute beast. Just looking like an absolute fucking stud. You got to love it. Yeah, absolutely. have to love there it. There really isn't much else to say about this. The lions just lost by a lot. And a Dan Campbell might be, might be sweating a little bit more now Dan after Campbell this. Dan Campbell like, verbatim said, we have hit rock bottom. Right. And the only place we can go from here is up. And that guy drinks two venti cold brews yep. with two shots of espresso every day. And dear the God, only thing he doesn't flavor is his great. coffee and his tobacco. He said no to those. That boy. That boy. Yeah. So. Well, Vince, this game was almost, and now we're moving on. But yes. this game, I, I mean... The Chargers almost oh. just gave this game away to the Browns. Oh my! Like God. just almost gave it all away. Yeah. Um. Listen, at the beginning of the game, I was like, "Dude, I don't even know if they need Deshaun Watson. Jacoby Brissett is the realness." Now and then I realized that it was all Nick Chubb, and it doesn't matter because <laughs> he's not the realness. Nick um, Chubb's just a monster. He's so good, dude. And like everybody that was avoiding him with the full PPR point thing this year was saying, Yeah, I'm not gonna... myself wrong. In the cool 
and guess who's happy about it? This guy. Um, Nick Chubb is the best. Last. He's the best running back in the league. That's all I'm saying. Um, and also, Jacoby Brissett is bad, and they're going to be happy to get Mr. Deshaun Watson back whenever that does happen. Week Although Deshaun Watson looked like ass in the preseason, so we're going to see about all that. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, this team, I don't know, man. Is 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 Staley a guy for the Chargers? Because they're already calling for his head. Just the he egregious makes... calls on fourth down and just stupid shit. It's like, dude, just, just, just stop. Just stop. He it. makes aggressive decisions. He's a very aggressive football coach. And sometimes that just doesn't work out as well as you expect it to. Um at the, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like he, if he makes that call and it works out for him, he's amazing and incredible and a historic mind. And if it doesn't happen, then he's just, you know, he's shitty. So really, it's just like they sit on this spot where it's like either up or down. Is it good or is it bad? And they have a lot of talent on that team. It's like you expect them to be better. But at the end of the day, they did pull out a win here, and that's all you can do. But like you said, it kind of felt like they were trying to give it away. It definitely felt as if they were trying to give that game away. And Brandon Staley, I don't know if he's good for Herbert. I don't know if he's good for that team long term. I feel like they need more of an offensive minded coach to compete in the AFC West. I just don't see it occurring long term for them uh, with a defensive minded head coach. Uh, granted, you know, no Nick Bosa right now. It's just, or Joey Bosa, sorry. Right. right? I got that right. right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Five. Uh, but Nick but Bosa still, is also injured, so keep that in mind. Both Bosa brothers seem to have a large issue staying on the field, which is concerning. But uh, we're gonna just breeze over this game. Um, I'm just, I'm just saying. By the way, by the way, I did say this about their line at the beginning of the year. I said I was worried about their possible problems with their injuries, and it looks like it might be coming to fruition, which is not what I'm rooting for, but. It's a thing. Like a lot of those guys sustain injuries on that line, and that's what's happening to them right now. Yeah, you definitely see it happening more so than most. And and I I don't know what the Chargers' uh, future looks like. I kind of feel bad for Justin Herbert it's because impossible. I feel like he needs somebody who understands what an offense needs to do and how it operates. So yeah, time will tell. Um, but another toilet bowl: Texans in Jacksonville, Duval. That yeah. fucking Con- guy. Anyways. Congrats to the to the Houston Texans for the first one of the season. Now no one's now no one's going 0 16. So at least we know that. Is is Damian Pierce like arrived? Because that guy looks like the second coming of Beast Mode. I don't he know what they like were doing a- trying to avoid him. Like you're trying to avoid using him and giving Rex Burkhead the ball so many times in the beginning of the like, season. No, here. we don't have an absolute banger sitting behind this guy. Just wait, I guess. I don't know. He's so good. Just watching him too is so exciting. Like, especially also just like, you know, in, in passing situations too, like he's ready to go. Like if he can, if he could do both things like really well, which it seems like it is like they are, it's going to be electric. And also the Houston Texans aren't winning many games this year and they might get a high draft pick this year. And they might be like, you know what? The Mills mafia is gone. We're done with this. Mills mafia, long neck they, king. They could like bring in a really good quarterback come next year, and they could have a two-headed monster with Damian Pierce and a good quarterback. So it's always possible. Yeah, you know, here's the thing with any Lovey Smith ran organization. Um, they go to the playoffs. Mean, yeah, but they do not know how to hold on to a, uh, a quarterback worth of shit. So yep. 
you know, that's always exciting. But I mean, hey, Jags drop one. Although Travis Etienne had a hell of a game, so he we might too high be... on them. I don't think people are too high on him. I think it I... was a matter of time in that offense, just due to the fact the relationship he has with Trevor Lawrence. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to look for him more than anybody. I'm saying the Jags. Were we too high on them as a team in general? Oh fuck yeah. Jags yeah. are a seven-win team if they're lucky. We were jacked for a moment, though, because it seemed like everything was working out great. We James Robinson on was Jag on one. train. Yeah. I think it's just because I want them to be good, because they're just like, you know, there's these, pain, there's these painful, I do. There's these Especially after this ass. fucking podcast. Why? You don't like the Jags? The <sighs> only oh, reason I like the Jags is peace cheeky. to that R.I.P. Yeah, yeah. Can't talk about the Jaguars and that. Um, but even so, like, there's these teams that are just depressing as shit. Like, even in our own division, the Lions, like, you just sometimes want to see them play pretty well because you're like, listen, they're just the the definition of bad for so many years in a row. And the Texans are kind of doing the same thing right now. Um, it's feeling like it's just going to start continually doing that forever. You just want to see them win every now and then. And besides the Bortles season, they've just been shit for years. Yeah, and I mean, to think that team had Lenny Fournette and Ramsey and a lot of... He was a bust on the Jags. Who? People were like, Leonard Fournette sucks. And then he goes to the Bucks and just reinvigorates his career. Well, he was the reason they almost went to a fucking Super Bowl that year. Don't don't sit here and act like he wasn't. I mean, Leonard no, I know. I'm saying people were saying he was a bust. I didn't think it was necessarily no over, way. but there was, yeah. there was talks. And we'll get to that. And speaking of the Bucks, I mean, they looked like they had that game against the Falcons fully in control at Raymond James. And then yeah. next thing you know, in the second half, the Falcons sneaky, sneaky start coming out, start coming out of nowhere. Mariota seemingly coming back with the Oregon Duck vibe that he has, and almost pulling a game out. The Falcons now, got fucked. Yeah, they got so fucked. Like Tom Brady has so much pull with the referees. It's so stupid, dude. This next wedding is just going to be like half of the NFL referees is groomsmen and grunk. And- so the whole, and we'll get to Monday Night Football, but the whole Monday Night Football roughing the pass, people are freaking out about it because after this, this was happened. This like the weekend of roughing the passers. This one was way more egregious than yes, or than Mondays. Yeah. In my opinion. Bad. It was like, he didn't do shit. He literally just took him down. It's like, what else are you supposed to do? And I know they have this conversation every year and it never changes. And it's always like this and yada, yada, yada. That ruined the game for the Atlanta Falcons. No one I would start bullshit. doing if I was defensive tackles, I would just pick up quarterbacks and just, and just run like around walk, with them, run around with them, not put them down until the whistle blows. Right. And then just put him down gently like a baby. Yeah. You just got to hold his arms and then just be like, oh, I got this little sweetheart over here. I, I can let go of him when you whistle him. it. He's okay <laughs> now. <laughs> He's okay. It's Tom, seriously what it is. Tom legit gets up and he's like, you're not going to throw a flag on it? And they were like, oh, laundry. It's like, yeah. get the you're fuck not gonna out of Oh, good point, Tommy. <laughs> it's just bullshit. It's such bullshit. I, I, I hate like, it. I'll like, defend Tom and most times not there because it well, just yeah. ruins the fucking game. It's obvious. And like you you see it and everybody else, everybody agrees with on it like everywhere. It's just so obvious. And I can't like it's just what do you do in that situation? You can't overturn it. So it's just like, they're just going to keep calling him for Tom. And it's just, it drives me nuts. I don't care for this Bucks team all that much right now. Like recently or whatever the fuck he's at now. I know, but he doesn't deserve a call like that. Cause nobody does ever at any point. And it was interesting too. Cause you could see, and someone posted this video and I thought it was really, really interesting and kind of funny is you look at the first year Tom Brady started as the Patriots quarterback. There's a hit where, um, I forgot who hit him exactly, but he gets absolutely smoked. His helmet flies off and it's just absolutely 
eaten alive, just smoked. Like you can hit quarterbacks in 2001. So that happens. And then you, you fast forward to this and it's just like, okay, well you can see where enough pussy footing around. Yeah. Pussification of the football they're saying. (laughs) Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, But you look at a a very different game, bills and Steelers with the bills playing in Buffalo. I mean, Josh Allen's just destroyer of everyone. Dear God. Steelers are not good. We haven't seen a Steelers team like this basically in our entire lives. <laughs> Pre Big Ben. Pre Big Holy Ben. Charlie Batch, maybe. Charlie Batch Steelers were this yeah. bad. I mean, Cordell Stewart is still better <laughs> than what they are right now. The Steelers Dude, look horrible. Cordell Stewart, when he was on the Steelers, I mean, almost he's good. brought him to a Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, he's really good. Can't, can't deny that. And then he went to the Bears, and we all know what happens after yep. that. So. Um, Najee Harris. What's going on? He can't he can't lead a team? I mean, he he, he can't just be the guy. Without I feel a like yeah. I mean, think about it. If you line up and you got Mitch, or I mean, basically fifty percent of the plays are going to be run plays, or you know where the ball is going to be going to. So if you take that guy away, which most teams have been doing, what else do they have? They have Fryermuth, Deontay Johnson. Granted, names, but if you can't, he get did anybody, it last year though. I mean, he had Big Ben. Yeah, but he wasn't shit last year. The whole time we were talking, we we're like, when is he going to retire? This is brutal. Well, yeah, but still got him to a playoff game. Barely. Yeah, barely. Exactly. That's yeah, the point. When you know the offense, and you know how the team operates and all that good stuff. I mean, hey, they beat the Bears. Whatever yeah. that means. Nothing. <laughs> Matt Nagy. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I mean, the Bills are legit. This game actually got very chippy. Uh, Kenny Pickett is going to need some time to develop, but a lot of people are already calling like, oh, he's a bust. He's a bust. I don't nah, fuck off. Bust. Um, uh, I just don't I don't think the team is managed that well anymore. I think. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to say Tomlin's on the hot seat. He's, he's not. But there are things where a Mike Tomlin team runs and you're like, I'm not sure this is necessarily made for 2022. Not right now. Might need to be some finagling of that and team. Granted, we'll the Buffalo Bills might be the best team in the league. So that's yeah, and, and then there's rumblings right now that the Bills might be looking to trade for Christian McCaffrey after this Matt Rule firing. I mean, that that would just be insane. Yeah, I, I mean, and I we talked about this a bit, but I I would love to see it happen. I mean, it'd be so unfair, but it'd be so cool to watch. I mean, in like a year where the, the Bears suck and team you drafted in in Madden, yeah, is basically what it is. It's like let me get Diggs, let me get Allen, let me get McCaffrey. Yeah, no then... offensive lineman or defensive talent, but fuck them. And, but the thing is, is their defense is so good. It's like, what are you supposed to do? They're just, they're ridiculous. Vaughn, I mean, Vaughn heads it up. And then there's, you know, Albert, all these guys. I mean, just beastly. Uh, but they really need to start protecting uh, Josh Allen a little bit yeah. more. I, agree. And I think a running, a good, good running back would help that function greatly. So Entirely. That's the only thing they're missing right now. Yeah. That's the thing that will protect Josh Allen more so than most. But time will tell. Now, Vince. Yes, the game. And I mean, granted, you know, I'm not going to be way too high on this, but we kind of figured that Zach Wilson was going to be out here doing his thing. Yeah. You know, the Jets, man, they looked great against a Tua list Dolphins. Uh, Oh, Tua and Teddy list Dolphins for what it's worth. I know the T's are not treating them well right now. But I mean, dude, Brees Hall might be a guy. And the thing is, too. Michael Carter is also really good. So if you can have that, those two guys in your backfield like that, that's that takes a lot off of Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson looked comfortable today. He was or not today, excuse me, on I Sunday. Mean, this, 
He did. He looked, yeah. I mean, Zach Wilson might be a guy more so than anything. Robert Sal's got the juice. I mean, Zach Wilson did a lot of amazing things at BYU. Yeah. And a lot of people didn't really buy into that. So, because it was my BYU. eyes. Yeah. Because it was BYU. <laughs> so, if we look at that overall, I feel as if that it is one of these situations where the Jets will continue to play better than most years. Yeah. That defense looks stout though. Taking the ball yeah. once again. Let's let's take into account the offense they played and all that happy good shit. But still, like honestly though, putting up forty against the Dolphins is still a good feat. Um and the big thing too with this is like the Jets are kind of and it seems like Sal is kind of buying into this too. They're buying into like no one believes in us, but we do. That kind of situation right. where it's like, hey, we you don't think we're going to win these games. Screw you. And like, like you said, he's like, take notes, like write down, like what you're going to say about us. And we'll see what it's like at the end of the season. Does that always work for, you know, an entire season? Absolutely not. But right now they seem pretty inspired as far as the team's concerned. I say you got a guy like that. Got the juice. You know, you, you write checks like that, though. You got to cash them. So. Right. Exactly. Yeah, he's saying we're keeping receipts. Well, you better fucking go out there and keep some receipts. All All right. so, you sure. know what I'm saying? But let's continue to move on. Bears, Vikings. We will get to this at Bears mm-hmm. Corner. Titans at the Commodores. Yeah. Uh, we all kind of knew that was going to happen. It was closer uh, than I thought it was going to be. The thing to take, <laughs> it was a lot closer than, than many people thought <laughs> it was going to be. Yeah. But Ron Rivera is an absolute dog because of the press conference. They asked him, you Dude. know, what's the one thing that you think separates you in this division from the Eagles to the Cowboys to, to everybody in this division, the Giants? And he just said, quarterback. But that's fucking so stupid, though. Quarterback. Because Cooper Rush what? is playing for the Cowboys right now. And Cooper Rush looks like a fucking guy. Yeah, but he's not throwing the ball 38 times a game. If you can't get Carson Wentz through the ball, and I'm not like a defender by any means, 25 for 38, 360 yards and two touchdowns. You're like, okay. Like, if you, if we can get that from a quarterback for the Bears, we're loving our lives. And like, I, I granted, Carson Wentz isn't that good, but if you're the head coach of a team and you do that to your quarterback, you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Because like, also, he's on the hot seat. There's no doubt about it right now. You know, and I really like Ron Rivera. Ron I Rivera do too. is arguably one of the better defensive coaches of his generation. Yeah. And I met the man, and he's kinder than kind. And, you know, you look at a team like that, and you say, okay, well, their their defense looked really good to start, and now it's not the best, even though they got some dogs on it. Um, you know, I, I just think that the thing to take away from this game, it was Brian Robinson's first game back after That's being cool. shot three times. Yeah. And uh, his runout song was 50 Cent's Many, many Men. men. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dear God, that's the most gangster fucking badass I've ever seen. Yeah. So, you know, happy for that guy to be back. And I'm sure welcome he's back, jacked. Brian. It, it, welcome back, Brian. Not only that, but he led the team in rushing attempts. And I believe moving forward, he will ultimately be that team's savior if they're going to be anything because and he's a won't. dog. Let's look at that division. That division's pretty stacked right now. Who the fuck would have thought that the NFC East, the usual dumpster fire of divisions, would be something? Yep. Um, but the Commodores play the Bears this this week, and I can't wait to on talk about Thursday that. On, on the a, day on the day that you're listening to this tonight. The Bears play the Commanders, and I'm sorry in advance. Sorry in advance because <laughs> this might be as just as exciting as the Colts versus the Broncos. We hope it's a little bit more. This is Texans Jaguars part two. The only reasons we will be watching this game is because we actually have some just fandom involved. So, yep. 
but Seahawks at Saints, this game was jazzy as fuck. Yeah. We both picked the Saints to win because, you know, we're running with the red rifle. Mm-hmm. And I do believe, though, that if they do have Penny yeah. towards the end of that game, it might be a different story, even though this new young man looks to be the, the real deal. So, yeah. Michigan State running back, that's just an absolute dog. First thing I want to say is uh, anybody that's like a fantasy, like Twitter account or like TikTok or whatever, Kenneth Walker isn't available in any leagues. Kenneth Walker's a third. I was like, oh, man, I could go pick him up. No fucking way. Everybody has. Because everybody knows that fucking Penny's made of glass. Right. And that's how it always has been with Seattle Seahawks running back. I took Penny in like the fucking sixth round. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Right. No I mean, way. it's good for the first couple of weeks, and then you just end up, you know, screwing it. But Kenneth Walker looks really good. Taysom Hill, sir, looks Three very good. Downs, one throwing. I mean, just see, Taysom Hill always does this. And then so everybody who rates fantasy is like, you got to go get Taysom Hill. And then he you does start nothing. quarterback at tight end. Okay. And you never know when to start him. <laughs> right. And then you're like, okay, well, I'm going to start him today. Zero. Oh, no, I'm going to start him tomorrow. It's not going to make a fucking difference. Yeah, you know, and and by the way, Vince, just in case we can't like get to this agreement, but LASIK Jameis is not it. Can't hater. stay healthy. How do you not know? Hater. It's just because he just isn't. Just, you know, he's got some things he's working through. He'll come back around. It'll be great. It would behoove the Saints to have a shittier year, but just saying. I mean, they're why still so they can pick up some protection from my boy Jameis. No, so they can go draft a quarterback that's worth <laughs> shit. Uh, God, like a CJ Stroud, like a Bryce Young, like somebody in that talk. But I don't uh, think they're losing that many know. games. That's the only shame of it. Um, yeah, but one quarterback to another, Geno Smith. What a game, dude. He Okay, there's this one throw. He was rolling out to his left, across his body, toss, absolute dime on a slant route. Absolute dime. And it was like, if Geno Smith does this every game, he's – one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Like Gino wow. right now, statistically is top 10 in the yeah. NFL. And that's yeah. fucking insane. It's ridiculous. That I mean, if somebody asked you before the season, if Geno Smith was going to be top 10 statistically in the NFL for QB ratings and all this good shit over Russell Wilson, you'd say you're fucking insane. If somebody and asked you who's the two worst quarterbacks in the league right now, they'd say Geno Smith and Marcus Mariota, neither of which is true right now. <laughs> None. Yeah, no. And good for those guys, honestly. You you love to see it. I love an underdog story. And I love when they asked Gino, like, did you think this would happen? And he said, absolutely. No one's seen me throw the football in four years. He also said that everybody's writing you off and he was just like, I didn't hear it and I didn't say it and like all that shit. It's like, it's good to see the confidence is just coming through. Yeah. And, you know, that's what you need. As a guy who rode the pine for a long time. And not only that, but let me ask you this. I mean... (laughs) Did the Seahawks organization just make Russ look like the sus he was? Yeah. Please is Pete Carroll, maybe, I don't know, I'm a, I'm a USC guy, I know, but is <laughs> Pete Carroll potentially an offensive genius? Just due to the fact that he can evaluate talent, and he was like, yeah, let's, let's, let's be done. Let's move on. Let's get a haul for him. The Broncos are letting Russ cook, and we're seeing what's happening. Yeah, he ain't cooking shit. Nope. Well, yeah, he's, he's he, he is cooking, but fire. he's cooking shit. Is what he's doing. He's he is cooking a turd sandwich. Is what yeah. he's cooking. Uh, but let's let's move it forward. Vince sure. ran a epic parlay this weekend. Yeah, and that parlay consisted of what, Vince? Why don't you? Yes, sir. So the, the parlay was Cooper Cup touchdown, Debo Samuel touchdown, Christian McCaffrey touchdown. 
I had like plus 735 odds. It was wonderful. Banger I, of a bet. I didn't put too much into it because I'm like, this shit isn't going to hit. There's no shot. And it hit in beautiful succession. So Cooper Cup had a touchdown early. That was the easy call right there. But then it was basically on this 49ers-Panthers game. So I'm sitting there, sitting there just watching it, sweating it out a bit. And it was like Debo touchdown, Christian McCaffrey touchdown right after it. I was going. All that being said, the Panthers are absolute horrible. And, and that's why Matt Rule got fired. Yeah, because what and the I've fuck? i said it for the past two and a half years. He's not an NFL head coach. He's not. And it was obvious, and it happened, and no one was surprised. Like, I even texted you to you. You're like, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah. Who would have it? I mean, my whole thing is, though, I just don't necessarily see teams in the future buying into college coaches who excel in the future. I, I just don't different. see as much. It's so it's different, different, man. You're playing with grown-ass men. That are getting paychecks. That are getting paychecks after paychecks. Now, yeah, I know the NIL shit and all that good stuff. It's, but it's not different. even comparable, though, because their their pay is their field. Yeah, and, yeah, and dealing with boosters and all that happy bullshit. Um, you're dealing with grown ass men in a business type environment, and if you feel as if you're going to come in and rah rah these guys, and if you're not winning, it's just going to be like, okay, we're done. Especially and, if you go the Cam Newton, PJ, what's his name, Tucker, DJ what's his name, PJ. Oh, P.J. Tucker. Oh, I don't know. Whoever that quarterback is, Sam Darnold, Bradford, Teddy Bridgewater, or not Bradford, excuse me, Jesus Christ, Baker Mayfield. Like, that's never going to work. That just isn't going to work, especially if you're rotating them. If the Panthers are going to be anything, Jesus Christ himself might have to come be QB. Anyways, Louise. (laughs) Jesus. He's going (laughs) to save us. Anyways, uh, but it could be Sammy D time coming soon, by the way. Yeah, but like, who gives Um, a shit? Let's be honest. I know I you do. do, but let's be honest. Yeah, Is anything come coming out, out of that, Mike? I'm going to take Baker's job. I'm telling you right now. That's fine. You know? It's like they're taking like the worst, being so horrible at your job that they're going to give somebody else that's maybe a little bit less horrible, but they're still. It's like taking the Browns to the Super Bowl. It, taking to the playoffs was the best thing he's the Browns have seen him forever, to be honest. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Now Baker looks like the short king that he is, and now you're going to see the fire sale. So with that fire sale, Vince, I mean, who's on the market? A lot of people are talking DJ, DJ Moore. A lot of people are talking CMC. I mean, do you think now it's just trying to accrue as many draft picks as possible? If I were them, I'd do it. They're not going to be competing anytime oh, yeah, in the next absolutely. couple of years. But it's yeah, also absolutely. the Carolina Panthers, and you don't really know how they're going to do it. Um I think that True. they are probably going to bring somebody in ideally to make those decisions when, you know, they have a full staff because they also, and correct me if I'm wrong, they fired their defensive coordinator too. So yeah, they're kind of just like, he's like yeah. I'm rolling with rule. so I'm now rolling it's with just rule. a situation where you're like, all right, well you don't, you're like a headless horseman right now. You're like, what do we kind of do with this situation? I don't know if they go crazy and just fire sale in mid season like this right now, but I, yeah. I mean, I could see it happen. We talked about it with the Bills. The Bills get McCaffrey. It's literally undeniable they're going to win the Super Bowl without any crazy Yeah, they're definitely going for the World Series for sure. Anyways. Uh... My brain, okay? I talked about the finals. <laughs> the MLB playoffs is going on there. right now. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. we got a lot to get into here. So let's keep it moving. Um, yep. Eagles, uh, Cardinals, this game was a lot closer than, I, I mean, people would probably ever anticipate it. But, um, yeah. I mean, is there a potential divorce in the desert coming up here 
in the near future? Um, I'd first off like to say that this is like the first barn burner the Eagles have played this year. So it's good to see that they can win in a situation where they're not just blowing teams out. Um, the Arizona Cardinals, Cliff Kingsbury ain't it. Ain't it. Um, the Cardinals, everything. so confused about. What's that? Because Cliff came in, denied the job at USC to be the OC, and then was like, okay, I'm going to now go be the head coach of the Cardinals and draft Kyler Murray because Kyler was my guy coming out of Texas. Mm -hmm. I highly recruited him at A&M and all this good shit, Mike Leach, blah, blah, blah. And And it runs thick. So it's like he got his guy, and now it seems like the waters are are pretty sour. Yeah, I mean, his best years in Texas Tech were with Mahomes, so that's also saying something as well. But it's – so every time you watch the Cardinals, and I have Kyler Murray in fantasy. I've had him for the last couple years. I've watched them pretty closely. They don't do shit on first and second down ever. Every time you watch them. This season, they don't do shit in the first half. Well, no, and and that's what's crazy too is like if you bet the under for the Cardinals every single game you're in the first half you're gonna be flying high. Um, But the thing is too is like they don't. It's third and ten every time, third and eight, third and nine, third and eleven, whatever maybe. It's like they run the ball twice and they're like, well, everybody knew we were doing it, so it didn't work out. And then Kyler Murray's just running around like a goose with the side cut off and just trying to throw the ball around. It's just not either that or a baby running around with the controller because you don't never see that. Double XP weekend. That's all I'm saying. Double XP weekend is the thing. (laughs) But no, I mean, this is the thing in a hot take. I mean, did Devontae Smith just come out of this game and maybe solidify himself as the number one receiver out there for the Eagles? I mean, no, he had 11 receptions. He's not. Uh, yeah. Okay. AJ Brown is. It doesn't matter if he had three receptions because he's also got the best defender on him. Like that's really what's going to happen. AJ Brown's been having a phenomenal year. And also who, who cares? You know, Let's just throw them both out there and say, fuck you. And Jalen Hurts is so much better. Like his, his like train to get here, his ability to get here. It's like two years ago, everybody's like, okay, like whatever is going to be. He came in last year. They're like, all right, he'll be a stopgap for a while. This guy looks like the real freaking deal. Every time he goes out there to play. He is a unit. He looks like a right-handed Mike. He's Vick a on big dude. Yeah. Big cat. Got a chance to see him play live at OU and just, is a destroyer uh big cat always been a freak athlete uh definitely kind of enjoy seeing it i love this press conference and they're like what do you think you guys are five and oh now blah blah blah. and he was like well i don't want to talk about it he said because no one no one wanted to talk about this team when we were two and four yeah that's what i'm talking about hell yeah are you turning are you coming around on mr sirianni over there i'm you know i'm kind of starting to get into growing plants and uh you know I hope he puts some daisies in that locker room still because he's got some dogs. His big yeah. thing is a group of dogs. You got that dog mentality in you. And he seems Jason to have Kelsey too. Um, I'm like O line shout out right now. Jason Kelly is Kelsey is the freaking truth. And you can tell he's a little injured too. And he didn't give a shit. Yeah. He no fucks given. No fucks given. Man's a beast. Yeah. He's an absolute beast. No doubt uh, about it. Love it. Well, let's go to the Rams. Uh, did saying fuck it to all those draft picks starting to catch up with them or what? I don't know what's going on with them, but they don't look good at all. And there's an argument to be made that the Cowboys look a lot better than a lot of people expected this year. Yeah, this is always what happens. The Cowboys gone a smidge of a run. Everybody's like, the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. And Micah Parsons, though, is. dude. Holy Micah Parsons shit. is a freak. Reincarnation <laughs> so of uh, 
of Vaughn. I mean, just an absolute beast. Just and Anthony Barr has been a low key addition to that team. Yep. Anthony Barr's beast, and then you got you know Mini Brian Erlacher in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Van Der Esch, just an Leighton absolute Van Der Esch, unit. Yep. Just an absolute unit. So. And then Trayvon Diggs is just doing whatever the fuck he wants, and sometimes it works out so well for him. Yeah, sometimes he guesses right. He's like, oh, yeah. shit, I'm really athletic, and I come in. was sick. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's about it. But, I mean, what's still insane to me is that Cooper Cup just continues to do Cooper Cup stuff, and no one else is succeeding in that offense. Like, it's just is a Matt one Stafford show, right? racist? I don't think Matthew Stafford's racist. <laughs> I just think Matthew Stafford has rapport with a guy, and he trusts him very No, top, top three receivers on the team? That game, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Ben Skrowanek. Listen, maybe Allen Robinson got paid all that money and isn't a guy. You know, I if, think he might not. Matthew Stafford showed that he likes to iron down his one favorite, and yeah. that is Cooper Cup, and it was Calvin Johnson. So you can't. No, I don't, don't play. Yeah, that. and the thing is, too, is the running game just isn't there at all. Like. No. Honestly, at that at the point where they were that they were Cam doing Akers, with Cam Akers, Yips, Daryl Henderson, like they don't have it. They, didn't, I mean, they didn't even run Henderson either. You might as well just give him the ball a couple times and see what he can do because he was useful in the passing game. But it's just, ah, uh, dude, <laughs> I don't see a Super Bowl uh, run back for the Rams. I'll tell you that they it's just right uninspired football. They might right get now, hot late. Like. They might get hot late. That's the one thing I'd say. Don't don't sleep on that. But yep. You got to watch yeah. out. You got to, I mean, you got to watch out for the NFC East with three teams that look formidable right now. It's like if the 49ers go out and take that division, it's like you're looking for wild card at that point, Los Angeles. Well, dude, the 49ers, I mean, think about it. They're missing like eight starters right now. Yeah. And that's just insane in itself. And they're still winning ball games. So Shanahan I mean, the Panthers. It is what it is, but still genius. To your point. Genius. Yeah. Shanahan's still a genius. And we'll get into it more. Now, the Bengals, Ravens, this game went down to the wire. Yeah. And Vince's king, aka the opera man himself, Justin Tucker, just comes out and just does what Justin Tucker does. He did you see he called himself a system kicker? What is that supposed it's, to be? He's just like, yeah, I'm good in the system. <laughs> it's just like, dude, you're a kicker. <laughs> you're good in any system if you can kick the ball through the uprights. But yeah, he's well, all jokes aside. He's, he's just incredible. He's he's incredible. He's the best kicker ever, honestly. Game winning <laughs> field goal from the fucking logo. Yeah. It's just insane. It's absolutely insane the the way that this guy is just consistent. He's automatic. He doesn't miss. But and I mean, honestly, Bengals, having that security blanket, oh my God. What I don't a know, man. The Bengals kind of seem to be tipping pitches. Um, they seem to be audible to run plays. And, yeah. and it was like, I don't know, is it fixed? I don't know. I mean, they're going to have uh, to now. I, the video of Joe Mixon specifically was so obvious. And I'm assuming you're seeing that, bringing that up. But yeah. every time it was a run play, he's on his he's on his knees ready to go. And every time it's a pass play, he's standing up waiting for the game to happen. It's like, you can't do that. Or you're just giving it away as a dead read every single time. And even so what a fun game to watch. Oh my God. Blast. Yeah, it was a, it was a good game to watch. T Higgins wasn't fully healthy and it showed yeah. because it just wasn't, he, he just wasn't playing. Just been out that game. Yeah. So definitely something where the Bengals, uh, they might have another Super Bowl hangover. I mean, it's just, I don't think they're who they at all. I have more faith in them, especially in that division, than I do with the Rams, though. I will say that. True. I'd agree. I'd agree. But very, very close game. I thought the Bengals could pull it out. But last year, they destroyed the Ravens. So, you know, I, I don't know. Different to, year, to different anybody team. Who, 
to anybody who hated on Lamar Jackson, good for that guy. Because every sportscaster in the world, it's like, he's a wide receiver. Colin Coward. Colin fucking Coward. Such And many other ass. people. He many was having this were... argument. You saw it, I assume, but it, uh, you might have sent it to me. But he was having this argument. He's like, Lamar Jackson's not a Josh Rosen. He's not a Sam Darnold. And you're like, that he's did right. not age well. He's right. He's neither of them. He's way fucking better than them. <laughs> way fucking better is right. Yeah, no, it's pretty impressive how good he he is just in general. Like it's just he's a great thrower of the football as well. And he might Whoever be the most valuable player in the league. And I mean that as in like if he's off his team, that they are they are nothing what they are right now without him. A hundred percent. Because that defense isn't very good. And it's been pretty obvious the first couple of weeks. They they kind of clamped down this week, but you know, they haven't been the storyline. It's that offense right now that's really humming. No, I agree. That offense is hitting on all cylinders. J.K. Dobbins is back. All these Duvernays and all these guys. I mean, they're playing They're playing very well. So they were like, yeah, okay, we don't need Hollywood. Let them go. And Mark Andrews, for the love of God. Okay. And yeah. for what it's worth, Hollywood Brown's ha- putting together a real nice year in Arizona right now. Well, Granted, they're going to happen. He was, yeah, they're sucking. But the statistics are great. Yeah. They're great. Fantasy championship material but they're not going games right and then game of the week arguably raiders chiefs chiefs yeah we're down basically 20 at the half and come back and but you never denied what was going to happen right no i mean if you had a half a brain cell bouncing you're like oh plus 250 yeah i'm gonna throw some cash on that fuck yeah it's just yeah i mean another touchdowns yeah travis kelsey had a game he always kind of has one of those clyde edwards alaire didn't have as good of a game as i wanted him to selfishly but first thing on this josh jacobs real deal stop hating on him he's a badass running back and number two roughing the passer fuck you <laughs> oh yeah. those are my biggest takeaways i agree with that i agree well i i uh i believe that moving forward this is gonna be a hell of a week six we're getting into but first of all Vince, yes, for the Bears corner. Yes, we are. Shall we do it? It's going to be a little one, not a big one. (laughs) All right. That's the sound from the New York Giants sidelines this week. Um, (laughs) Bears corner. Bears corner. Bears almost looked like they had something going there. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I just get out of bounds the fuck yeah. are we doing yeah and the the real <sighs> sham of it all i it's just and i almost don't want to even roast this guy because this guy's just been getting his shit hit but amir smith marset absolutely lost the game for the team <laughs> yeah <laughs> so just get out of bounds and okay doing? the block the the block in the back call was probably bullshit I mean, that was a total flop. I mean, the block in the back call is 100% a flop. If you saw it, 100% that that DB was in the right place, right time. It was like, oh, my leg. And there's, I mean, 100%. Maybe even, it, it was more so a hold in my eyes yeah. than it was a block in the back. Uh, but Justin Fields on that play just showed off his pure destroyer of athleticism. Um, and he had a great, great second half. First yeah. half looked like dog shit. Bears are down 20, could have gave up, could have threw in the towel, didn't. Justin Fields coming out, 12 of 15, 135 yards, touchdown pass in the second half. Just looks like an absolute dog. Um, And it was nice to see, though, from a fan standpoint, it was really nice to see that he is starting to get to a point where he is showing improvement. 
This loss so was than better than. No, go ahead. You can finish. Sorry. Showing improvement. I, I mean, yeah. bottom line, and I would say yes to your point. This loss is better than probably the win against the Texans. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. It was like that was just a messy game, but this one, it was like it seems like they were clicking in certain spots, which was nice. And just to see him throw the ball and be a little bit more confident is awesome. It's just, I think I have something stuck in my head now, and rightfully so, where I just, you know, next week it's going to be the same bullshit, and we're going to be like, what were you even excited about in the first place? Maybe that's just me being depressing as shit. <laughs> I think we're going to rally something together. I think we're going to be at home. We got an easy, not easy, but semi-decent matchup with the commies, uh, a.k.a. the Commodores. Game. Shout out to Lionel Richie. Uh, I'm calling them the Commodores because... I hate what they did to the name. Anyway, they're easy like a Sunday uh, morning. They're, they're easy, easy on every Sunday like morning. Sunday morning. Yeah. Exactly. Love go. it. That's why Carson's easy. <laughs> easy on a Sunday morning. <laughs> that's what we're, that's, that's the term forever now. I like it. Uh, but I would say that the offense looked good. Um, you know, Khalil Herbert's a guy for sure. Cole Komet couldn't juke out a tree stump. Um, he had a pretty He's decent a, game, though. I'll give him that. Four catches, yeah. I feel like we need to get him more involved. We've been waiting uh, for him to pop off. I think we need to force it at this point. I mean, he get him the ball. Get the ball in his hands. Yep. Uh, also, Eddie Jackson appreciation. There's a lot of hate on him the last couple of years. Started, Eddie Jackson seems to turn. He, he turned it around a little bit, couple interceptions the last couple of weeks, and just coming in with eight tackles this week, it's just like, all right, he's, he's in the plays that he's making shit happen, which is wonderful to see. Still can't tackle, but I think Jaquan Brisker is taking some of that heat off of him because Brisker, tackles. dude, that kid's Brisker's a fucking a unit. Yeah. And not only that, he's your strong safety of the future right there. Let let Eddie play center field, bring in a guy like Brisker to just destroy people. Uh, love it. Eight tackles. Just he's a taker of the football, which you love to see. Yeah. Uh, more so on the hitting side of always going for that peanut punch, which you love. And yeah, this week's going to just be a shit fest. So what are your predictions? Let's let's get to the commie bear prediction now. It'll probably be like five to two. <laughs> I, I think there's actually going to be more scoring than last weekend's Thursday night game. Maybe. I I think I would probably say collectively 30 points winning team, which hopefully is the Bears like 21 and then the commander's 10. Yeah, I'm going to say more along the lines of maybe like 17 to 14. Okay. I think it's just going to be like a defense show. Bears defense looked like dog shit. So usually they come back strong. A lot of people True. got on, uh, uh, a lot of people got on Roquan this week. Um, so usually that'll follow it up. But if we and can you put can't the get on, on Roquan, Wentz, he's like the king of the defense. Yeah, so fuck yeah, off. <laughs> he is, he is our defense. Uh, but if you look at this, um, Bears are in a position coming into a home crowd short week, got some mo. If I'm them right now, I go back and look at all your good plays that you had from the week before and try and duplicate that this week, as silly as it sounds. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's all you can do at this point. There's really nothing else to work on besides this week. There's nothing else to write home about. Yep, let's just do what we did great last week and try and replicate that and get this kid comfortable. But Darnell Mooney looks like an absolute beast uh, if we can get him going. And then Nikhil Harry's coming back this week, so who knows? Well, I mean, I hope to see something out of that. Might be some new juice this week, Vince. Might be some new juice. Could be. Uh, so let's get into week six picks. Mike's going to replicate his success, I feel yeah. it. You know what they say, confidence killed the cat. 
All right, week six picks. Here we go. We just talked about it. Commies at Bears. Who you got, Mike? Bears. Bears. I'm taking the Bears, too. I have absolutely no faith in Carson Wentz, especially against Bears. Bears. Ravens at Giants? (laughs) Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens are winning this. Giants, fun game last week, but Ravens are winning this. Uh, Ship Bowl Jaguars at Colts. Ooh. Well, you know, the Jags won the last game. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. With... Jonathan Taylor coming back, Pierce looking good, home game. You know, a lot of people are down on the Colts right now. I think the Colts win this game. I think solely because they won that matchup last week, I think the Colts are going to lose this matchup. I'm taking the wow, Jaguars. All right. Oh, look at this guy rolling with the – okay. All right. Here Let's I go. go. Trevor Lawrence Let's believer. Um, Patriots at Browns. Ooh, this is going to be an interesting game. You know, just for the fact – that zappy boy is looking as good as he is. I'm rolling with zappy. I think I'm going to take the Browns, man. The way they lost was so depressing. It's like they got to actually come up with it. So I'm taking the Browns on this one. Bengals at Saints. Is Jameis back? Jameis is not back. Bengals win. Okay. And that's also true. <laughs> the Bengals are going to win this. I'm taking the Bengals as well. All right. Buccaneers going to the Steelers. Uh, Bucks all the way. Book yeah, the Steelers the might be the worst team in the league. <laughs> I'm taking the Bucs yeah, as well. Book, book uh, 49ers going to Atlanta, playing the Falcons. Fucking 49ers. Yep, that's an easy pick as well. Even though I do like this this Falcons team a lot more than I thought I was going to, I'm taking the 49ers. Jets going to Lambeau, playing the Packers. Uh, Yeah, Packers don't lose two in a row. Yeah, and the... <laughs> the, the Jets are still going to be high off of this win this week. Yeah, so. they're going to be like really high and get brought back down to earth. Either that yeah. or like the Jets are like, oh my God, the Jets are fucking Jets. But I don't see yeah. it. Yeah, I don't see it either. All right, Valking, via Valkings. <laughs> Vikings Valkings. go to the Dolphins. Oof. This is going to be interesting to see. Is Tua um, back? Tua is Tua back. That's the biggest question. I say if Tua is back, I say they have a very good chance of beating the Vikings. He's trending but in the right of, right direction. Some clean scans. So, yeah, I don't know. I think that just due to all the hub around him right now, um, mm-hmm. I, I don't know, man. I I'm kind of looking at this like, okay, there was some news coming out. Scans were positive. You're, it's probably going to be a game time decision. Um, there's no update on him as of Monday, so there's nothing right now. So, assuming that it is a two-a-list Vikings or two-a-list Dolphins. I'm rolling with the Vikings. I'm going to go yeah, with Kirk Cousins. For basically exactly what you just said, even if he does come back, it's like, you know, they're going to be really careful with him. Yeah, I'm taking the Vikings him. as well. Yeah. I All right. It. Panthers, also worst team in the league, watch, going to Los Angeles and playing the Rams. Sammy D's probably going to start this game, but I don't think the Rams lose two at home. So, yeah, I'm going with the Rams. Were you using Sam Darnold as like a, a bump for the Panthers? A small bump. Yeah, I'm same. thinking the Rams because Sam Darnold is not a bump for the Panthers. It's going to be just as bad. All right. Yeah. Cardinals going to Seattle playing Seahawks. Yeah. Uh, you know, looking at this right now. Which Seahawks offense is better, are, honestly? <laughs> I don't know. I just don't. I think that this is really going to hurt the Cardinals. So I'm going to say that the Seahawks win this game. In oh, Seattle. let's go. Um, I, I mean, I'm still on the boat. The Cardinals are going to figure it out at some point here. So I'm not, I'm taking the Cardinals, but I'm not necessarily excited about it. All right. 
maybe the best matchup of the year right now. Bills going to Arrowhead playing the Chiefs. You know, last year was a absolute dogfight, and yep. this game's going to be crazy. I just feel like the Bills are looking so good right now and are going to really have something to prove against a team that almost lost to the fucking Raiders. So I, I think I'm going to roll with the Bills. I wanted to go against you here, but for the same reasons, the Bills are just easily the best team in the league. I'm taking the Bills as well. All right. A good division matchup right now. Four and one Cowboys against the five and oh Eagles. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I'm not really high on the Cowboys, regardless if Dak starts or not. I'm taking them too. So we have had the same picks for like, besides the Seahawks Cardinals for like a lot of this. So we'll see if we're both right or both very wrong in a lot of these, but final game Broncos in LA against the chargers. Well, you know, Vince, you take the safe route. Although this is going to be at SoFi. That's what I'm saying. So, I mean, there's no home field yeah. advantage. <laughs> yeah, there really isn't. But for either I team, feel as if, I don't know if Russ is going to cook with that offense being as fucked up as it is right now. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. No OK, you know what, dude? Just for the sake of parody, give me the Broncos. We'll see what they do. Vince this is going to start something here. This is going to start something. If they don't play well this week i'm literally not taking them for the rest of the year i don't care who they're winning or who they're playing so all right picks are set how exciting just a quick uh quick update the lions raiders Tex titans and texans are all on a bye this week so it'll be good for all those teams to get right two winners to three our our, our lion fan on the show yeah so (laughs) there we are with that all right those are the picks hopefully uh maybe mike's got another weekend under his sleeve we'll see what happens it's just that one game is gonna just put me over the hill you know guess so (laughs) time will tell we'll see mlb talk mike let's get after it it's the playoffs man i love playoff baseball this is the most exciting time of the year october baseball college football matchups are starting to get thick and then nfl starting to get in full swing so yep i love this time of year for many many reasons and wish our boys were in it but do you (laughs) really do you so uh, just so people know, there's games going on right now. There's games going on tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday. So Tuesday, early week. At this point right now, going over some of the wild card series that happened. I want to talk about the Mets, dude. Oh, my God. Did they fumble it, the bag? So everybody knew it. Everybody man. knew it after the fucking trumpet started. Timmy playing. Trumpets, they were man. crowning themselves. Yeah. You know, great. Granted, you know. You have a team, but man, I don't think it matters that the Padres don't have Tatis. I, I think they're still fucking dogs or a group of just God. They destroyed Scherzer. Yep, destroyed him over the weekend. It was it was awful. Yeah, to to kind of sum up like how it feels to be a Mets fan, and I'll also say this: I feel bad for Mets fans because I kind of identify with them as far as like the the other team in the city, all that shit. The White Sox kind of have a similar like feel to the Mets do as far as you know how how it reacts to the city. But how dare you? How I'm just saying you? it's true. It is what it is. We the Mets win. I'm like the fucking Mets. True, they almost won, but oh, because um, you're the comparing Mets... the Cubs to the Yankees, how are you even going to remotely do that? As it like makes me want to fucking puke. As far as fandom's concerned, I think it's pretty fair, but it doesn't fandom. matter. It's Either just way. pretty girls and 50 year old dudes. Okay. Fair trying enough. Trying to be 25 um, and being like, when I lived in Wrigleyville when I graduated Wisconsin, 
Oh, no fucking shit, bro. Hey, Maybe man, I'm loving it, too. I watch it every day. Fucking... I have an yeah, excuse, Yeah, you watch though. it every I've, day. I've been here fucking... I've been here before that shit. I went to college and lived here, so whatever. Um, Vince, so the Mets... Vince lived it, man. Yeah, Mets all-time bad beat, winning 101 games a season. They needed to beat the Braves one time on that final um, matchup with them, those those last ones. Didn't beat them once. Braves take the division. Immediately dropping the wild-card series to the Padres. They went from, you know, Team of Destiny, Timmy Trumpets, Edwin Diaz, all the power hitting, you know, they're going to be so good. And this happens, which is the most Mets shit ever. And the last thing I'm going to say about this is – the Mets were down four to zero. They brought in Edwin Diaz down four to zero, just saying, "Hey, we need to get this shit working." They played Timmy Trumpets with him walking in. Absolutely horrible idea. You knew when that was happening, that game was already over. I'm sorry, just you don't do that when you bring your closer in and you're down four. Figure that one out. No, hundred percent. You you just choose not to play any music. You just go and do your thing. You don't play the trumpets. You don't get creative. You don't get cute. You just Let's go try and win a ball game. Let's try and close this thing out. But they, yep. yeah, they're the Mets. They're, just the similar, Mets are going to Mets. The Mets are going to Mets. And unfortunately, the Cardinals are going to Cardinal. Uh, God, I was so on the Cardinal train after leaving St. Louis last yep. week. And I was like, man, this is awesome. Cardinals are going to go on a run. It's fucking destiny. And it looked like that first game, man, they were going to just come through, close the game. Everything was going to be Gucci. And then one thing leads to another, and it's not Gucci at all. Yeah. I mean, the Philadelphia Phillies, I mean, if you don't remember, like, they got rid of Joe Girardi midseason this year. And they went on a little bit of a tear. Um, The Phillies and the Braves both being in the playoffs right now and the Mets not being in the playoffs is so fucked up on so many levels, given how much better the Mets have been this year than the Phillies. Um, But I like to see the Phillies in this. I think they have a really fun team. And the biggest thing on this, more than anything for me, is I feel bad for Bryce Harper, I'm being entirely honest, because he left the the Nationals, and it was like immediate satisfaction for the Nationals to come back and win this, win the World Series. So keep them in there. Let the Phillies roll. They, hey, newsflash, beat the Braves today. In game one of that series, maybe they got Phillies some fire in them. Something. I think the Who Phillies knows? definitely got some fire in them. I think Schwarber, I think Girardi out halfway through the year was huge. I think they have really started to come together as a team. Harper's back. I mean, this could be something special. This could be that team that everybody sleeps on. Wholeheartedly. Uh, the Braves, you can't, you can't count out the Braves, though. That's what, yeah. Braves, I mean, are, Braves are like... They are built for success. Like, from mm-hmm. a managerial standpoint, from a team standpoint from contractually too down. i don't know if you saw they are, they, they're they're they, fucking scary for the next like five years yeah. they signed spencer strider until 2027 or 2028 the the majority almost all of their entire core has been re-signed for the next five plus years so as whatever they got rolling right now if they keep it going this is going to be a really good team for a really long time um do they miss freddie freeman i'm not so sure We'll see what ends up happening because he does, he was that spark plug. But, you know, there's a chance that they meet Freddie Freeman again in this playoffs if the Dodgers end up being the Padres for this. So that would be like a wonderful parody. Uh, but yeah. back to the Mets. I don't know if anybody mm-hmm. saw the postgame interview with Jacob DeGrom. Yeah. Uh, but there is a lot of rumblings that he's gone out mm-hmm. of New York after this season. And uh, a lot of rumblings because they do have the cap space to add him would be going. Well, there is no Jacob cap space. DeGrom. That's the beauty of it. 
I mean, it's insane. They have the money to go get Jacob DeGrom. They'll go over luxury tax 9,000 times in a row. I would in to. three seconds. I would yeah. three seconds to go get the, the best pitcher in baseball, arguably. Yeah, but then you get the uh, New York fans that are pissed off that he's injured all the time. It's like, well, yeah, there's that's reasonable, but also he he's needs the to best be pitcher in the MLB. for one season. I mean, right. it, it, and it's all worth it. So I, I believe that the Braves, you can't count them out. You know, Schwarber's crushing the ball. I mean, Schwarber looks like Cub Schwarber right now. Yeah. Like early Cub Schwarber, like fat Schwarber. He lives Schwarber. for the playoffs, that's what he man. Looks, yeah, yeah, that's what he looks like right now. Guy looks wicked. So um, definitely One. excited to see that series progress. One more series, too, that we have to get to. The Mariners-Blue Jays was so exciting. The young talent was incredible. I love that the Mariners ended up pulling it out, but the— The Blue Jays blew an eight-run lead, dude. This is impressive. They were up— by so my much. seven run lead i mean just impressive how awful that is yeah so i don't know what's going on in blue jays land they got like a maybe a dose of the little Mets syndrome it, that game but is, mariners are fun mariners are yeah, and as much as we don't want to talk about it but uh you know cleveland uh, that game was the biggest shit show i've ever seen in my life what and, a fucking uh, stupid matchup i'm sick of the race like tampa cleveland and, and the rays and it's Tampa, and you're like, okay, and they're playing in Cleveland, and you're like, okay. And that game was just a utter shit show, just a pitcher's duel for the yeah. entire game. It was Which like is the expectation run. Was the with those teams. It's not the only run that just, you saw. So. Yeah, it's just stupid. Yeah. Um, the Yankees are beating the Guardians. This is the first time I've ever really rooted Good. for the Yankees, but, but I'm hoping but like, that they win this like, series. That's the thing, though. Like, okay, from a fan standpoint, Vince, because, you know, another, like, semi-baseball nightmare, my AL nightmare, because I hate the fucking Yankees, and I really hate the fucking Indians. So yeah. it's like, and I will not call them the Guardians because they're the Indians. But with that being You'll said. You'll get there at some point. <laughs> like, no, I'll never get there. Just like okay. how the Commodores are the Commodores and the Indians are still the Indians. But. Yep. I will state that I don't know who to root for. Do you root, root in division? Do no. you root for the AL Central just to the fact because it's the AL Central and you're? I'll give you an argument right here. AL okay, argument. Go. If the Guardians end up winning, shit. If they go all the way, even the same argument applies here. If the Guardians end up winning and doing this shit, they're going to prove to every owner in MLB baseball that spending money does not equal success. You can have the smallest payroll in the MLB, or second smallest and still become a winner, and that is just horrible juju for Mr. Jerry Reinsdorf, and he's going to be like, we don't have to spend money. The Guardians ended up in the World Series last year. Fuck they that. Terry Francona. And I know, but think about how dumb old rich dudes think. They're going to be like, whoa, I can save money and still have a good team. That's what I'm going to end up doing, and then they're going to get shit on for the rest of eternity. The Yankees at least spent some money, put them into the next round, and um, have them get absolutely smashed by the Mariners. Hopefully the Mariners beat cash, the Astros. Cash has always been on the Steinbrenner kick of spending cash. I mean, that's what they do. I mean, yeah. they go out and they sign big talent, and they give the money to guys. I mean, Harrison Bader trade, not a terrible trade, and he's a uh -uh. club outfielder. Uh, the problem is, again, too, though, we have the Astros, the Guardians, and the Yankees all in the AL. The only team I, I want to see win is the Mariners, and that's it. Fuck the I'm rest in the same teams. boat. It's just like fuck the rest of them. Just the Mariners, and then the Mariners drop one tonight in terrible fashion. That was such and, bullshit. And, oh my god! Fuck the Astros. I'm so sick of this damn team. I know. Sick Jordan of, Alvarez sick of the is a Eagle dog Garden, too. Oh. Piss me off. Sick of Alvarez. Sick of Pena. Sick of them constantly having a guy in the hopper that's better than the next fucking guy. Yeah. It's just miserable. It's and if they didn't is. cheat, they would have just been such an incredible story for so long having this longevity. And now, no matter what happens for the rest of their eternity, it's like, well, they won when they cheated, so fuck them. 
yeah, dude, I, I have no clue. I have no clue. It's going to be an interesting rest of the series. But if you had to pick your teams coming into the NL and then coming into the yeah. AL, okay, so we got Phillies, Braves, we got Astros, Mariners, we got, you know, Yankees, um, Guardians, and Padres, Yankees, Dodgers, Guardians, yeah. Padres, Dodgers. I mean, who are you picking for the next round? Who do I want or who's going to actually do it? Who's going to actually do it? I think the Braves end up beating the Phillies in this so in the series. So I would say Braves Dodgers move on. Um, I like the Padres, but the Dodgers are just so fucking good. And they're like they were a sneaky ass team this year. No one was talking about I mean, granted the Dodgers are always good, but the Dodgers ended up pulling together hundred and eleven wins this year. And no one was talking about it. And that's like pretty historic how much they won this year. It was accepted. Yeah. Well, it's just this it's is what's just... gonna happen. And again, teams that spend a lot of money win games. Thank you. So I'm taking the Dodgers Braves. I yeah, think the Dodgers Sox go spend some fucking money. That's what I'm saying. And all the other teams that don't spend money, go spend money. What are you doing? Anyway, whatever. I digress. Dodgers, Braves, NL. Dodgers end up taking it going to the World Series. I think the Yankees beat the Guardians. I think the Astros beat the Mariners, sadly. I think the Astros beat the Yankees, and we got a Dodgers Astros World Series this year. Which sucks, but whatever. That's what I think is gonna probably end up happening. I agree with the NL take. Agree. Okay. But something's telling me this is the Yankees year. Really? And I hate to say it. They don't compete in the playoffs that much. (laughs) I know, but no Chapman this year. You got Judge making history. You got Bader centering up now. That Chapman story? uh, What's that story? I I never got the reason why he's not on the roster. Yeah, no. So he they were having a workout or whatever before, and he was at home in Miami, and they were basically like, Hey, are you coming to the workout or whatever? He's like, I'm only coming if you promise me a spot. And they're like, can't promise you one. He's like, all right, I'm not coming. They're like, all right, stay home. <laughs> what a coward. So he is not on the team next year. As Good. Well, Fuck that, that guy. Yeah. 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 He'll go. He'll go play somewhere where he, that that's probably him just saying, I want to go play somewhere else. Go back I to go the play Reds. In a tropical. Club. Yeah. Go back yeah. to the Reds. Either that or the Braves will sign up and just be even more scary. So yeah. I don't think they can take Whoa. a lot more domestic violence, though. So, you know. yeah. It's enough. Enough with the Zuna. Cubans and domestic violence. Fuck, just, I know. Fucking get it. Fuck, I know. It's yeah. right. <laughs> well, Vince, let's have a very small talk yeah. about our awful team on the south side and go to Comiskey Park, aka Cell Phone Park, aka yep. Mortgage Park, aka Comiskey Corner, aka Comiskey Corner. Um, yeah, it's a shit show. So, Mr. Boob Nightingale, we all know him as Bob. I call him Boob because he's the worst. But he, yeah, a lot of people hate that guy. He knows a lot. He's Jerry's right hand man. He reported that the White Sox are not even expected to pursue Jose Abreu after this year. And that's a fucking sin. He's the best hitter on our team. There's year in, year out, every single year, all the time, this year included. Best hitter on the team, MVP two years ago. And you don't even offer him a contract. They're not even going to pursue him. I think it's stupid. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. I'm I don't care if you're saying Andrew Bonds is the face first baseman of the future. He hasn't hit as well as you expect him to, and you can't just throw him in the starting position and be like, he's going to be good eventually. At this point, you keep the guy who's been on your team forever, make him a White Sox legend, keep him on the White Sox forever. I don't understand. They should have done that shit with Frank Thomas, and they didn't. So do it with Jose Abreu. Well, see, I disagree. You know, Frank Thomas was on his way out with that 2005 team, and he really wasn't any addition to that team. He didn't Um, play. (laughs) He barely played. So, like, Frank's a terrible example, um, but I he was good I as hate, fuck on the Blue Jays though. He was all right on the Blue Jays, Vince. 
He's a one-trick pony. He hit solo home runs. That's yeah. all he fucking did. And he did nothing with the Blue Jays. He did nothing on the athletics. He didn't go back to the playoffs after he left the White Sox. So let's yeah. start there. All right. And, and then on top of that, to me, if you bring back Jose Abreu, it is the most White Sox fucking thing you could ever do. I feel as if it's almost clubhouse chemistry, unf- though. I understand the clubhouse chemistry. But if anything, that just tells me we're about to move some key pieces or core pieces. I wouldn't even call them key anymore because they they, they were supposed to be key. Yeah. They were supposed to be key, but they weren't. Okay, guys like Mankata were supposed to be key. Guy like Eloy was supposed to be key. Fuck, if you look at Luis Robert the last two years, he's on a downward track. That is not what's supposed to happen with a young stud. He just needs some juice, but I believe the talent's still there with Luis Robert. I still believe he's a building block because he's still I, so young. I do too. It's just it's not, it's concerning. <laughs> it's very concerning, but when you have no direction and you don't have a team with a manager who's awake, it's difficult to pay attention. So. Uh, literally and figuratively. So with all that being said, um, Jose needs to go play for a contender, go play for the Mariners, go play for the Yankees. Maybe even though the first baseman, there's pretty sewed up that go play for the Phillies, go, go, go play for a team where you can win a ring because you deserve to win a fucking ring. Because I can tell you right now in your lifetime, well in his lifetime, he ain't going to see it with the white Sox in his playing career. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So I think it's smart to not pay him the money. Uh, yeah, I know. Fuck Jerry Reinsdorf. Fuck this management. It's just, you know, trash. respect the guy that's been there forever. He's been here forever. I just and feel like it's the most like common White Sox move or, or fan move to be like, oh, what the fuck? They're not going to bring back a brain. We're going to have well, Lurie Garcia next year. We're not going to have Jose Abreu. That's fucking stupid. I don't care what anybody says. It's I don't so think common. so either. I think this is the start of Rick Hahn hopefully starting to take the deck of cards and saying, let me do what I do. No shot. I don't think he's, yeah, probably not a shot, (laughs) but at the end of the day, I do believe that this is something that could drive us in a direction of a semi retwork. So you get rid of a Bray, you try and trade Mankata and Eloy in a package deal to get a left fielder or a right fielder. That's worth a shit. You have a first baseman that looks like a guy in Andrew Vaughn, great hitter, stud hitter. Yeah, but he doesn't hit homers. He can hit homers. It's just not his game when, you know, Tony LaRusse is just saying, hit the ball up the middle. That's for Manichino, too. It's just, there's so many problems. Get a coach in there that says hit dingers, and chances are that kid will hit dingers. Look at what he did at Cal. I'm just saying that, like, he has the tools to be that guy. Maybe get him out a little shit, you know, bump him up yeah. a little bit. Give him, give him that Pujols judge treatment. <laughs> Absolutely. You got to give him a little juice in the offseason. You get off and, you know, you don't test dirty. So, right. it, it, hey, I get it. But in my eyes, what you need to do at this stage of the game is now look at this team from a perspective of what is going to build us to grow and compete in baseball today, not in 2008. Yeah. Because I have no, that's how no hope. the team just, is constructed. Yeah. Yeah. I've lost a lot of hope too. But, and, and, and I'm t- here's what makes me more upset than this whole Abreu news. Okay. Rumors. Yep. I know coming from NBC Chicago Sportsnet. So this is close to home. Yep. Some managers who fit the bill for the Chicago White Sox. Bruce Bochy. Geriatric. Mike Schilt. Geriatric sucks. Ron Washington. Even more geriatric sucks. John Gibbons. <laughs> yeah. Bo Porter. Who? 
Joe Girardi. Okay. And then another Joe. Yep. A familiar Joe. Geriatric. Joe Madden. Yeah. So you look at this, it's like, Fuck okay, off. here we go again. Here we go again. <laughs> no, so you've I know. gone from one fucking geriatric to being on the fucking uh, next or Gen T commercial. Yeah. She's going to like it too. And then, you know, we go from that to, to a smaller version of that. Ideally, I would love to see a young manager come in and really prove what he's worth, but it's not going to happen. I don't like there's nothing to say. You don't even know who doesn't give a shit. The only person you know that doesn't give a shit is Jerry Reinsdorf, and that's about it. Other than that, it's like you got to assume people are making decisions and then he's saying no and then they're changing it because it's just there's no there's nothing to it. There's no gas. There's no fuel. There was gas last year. There's no gas this year. We need some juice. And and a lot of people say Ozzy. I don't believe Ozzy. Fuck that. No, no, just don't like get somebody that comes in. That's a new mind can figure it out. Like I would rather have Sandy Alomar than all of those dudes. I don't know why you wouldn't would reach cool. out to him. Sandy would be cool because Sandy's also a White Sox guy. So yeah. that would be also a White Sox thing to do if you were going to look at it from that way. So, I mean, figure it out. Alex it's Cora. Be. Alex Cora could be also on the move. And that I would love to see. We'll see. I don't think they get rid of him already after re-signing him after he got suspended. So we'll see what happens. And we'll tell Vince, well, yeah. we are in full effect as always with all of this great long pod for the people today. knowledge. Yeah, yeah, we got a lot, a lot, a lot on our minds this episode. <laughs> we need to get it all out in the open. As always, people, we appreciate you being back with us week in, week out. We appreciate the new follows, the new yes, listens. It's great to much. see. And uh, as always, uh, share it with a friend, share it with your cool grandpa, you know. Share it with your grandpa. We can only say this so many times. No, if you got some weird thing, ass dude. grandpa. I know. That's what I'm saying. Share it with him. Yeah. Like, if he's weird, just give it to him. And he's going to be if like, he's guys into are like freaks. goofy shit. If your grandpa tells <laughs> dirty jokes at the fucking, you know, holiday table, this is his podcast. And, and if, if your you grandpa would... does listen, I would love to get in touch with him because we would definitely have a segment with your Let's grandpa. Let's talk shop with Gramps, man. Yeah. That's all we want to do on this podcast. Let the boys talk shop with your grandpa. Yeah. Okay. He's lived many years. I do. He's lived a long time. He (laughs) wants to be on the show. Yeah. He knows us. Give him the chance. (laughs) Let's do it. As always, people, you know it, like it, rate it, share it. We will be back next week. Thank you once again. Peace.